closed her eyes, shivering, remembering Jack as she'd seen him this morning, dead and cold at the edge of the water. Mary never wanted to go back to that place. But, but if I could go back to that time. If she had a second chance, she might be able to do things differently, find a way to keep him alive. That's my third wish, then. Perhaps there was a spell for time travel, or perhaps she could invent one though Graham would be less than impressed. Time travel was almost definitely not on the approved syllabus. Maybe it would be better just to wish for Jack to come back from the dead. A wave of emotions, not hers, but somebody else's, someone nearby, crashed across her thoughts. Ever since her ancestor, Meredith, had left her that night beneath the lake, this kept happening. It was like, like there was some vacant space inside her head, just waiting to be filled up by other people's feelings. It was bizarre, annoying sometimes, but it was also intriguing. Mary opened her eyes and sat up straighter. The woman who lived next door to Gran was playing with her toddler in the garden. Mary concentrated, allowing her mind to float, to expand into the space around her. The emotions stopped being a random buzz of background noise and smoothed out into distinct strands of boredom and guilt, or rather, guilt about being bored. Mary drew back, trying to close off her mind. Before she could, another swarm of emotions surrounded her, as sharply delineated as ice crystals. Grand's emotions. Exasperation, a touch of disappointment, and nervousness. Gran hadn't exactly made a huge effort to hide her frustration at Mary's progress, or lack of it. But why should she be nervous? Just as well Mary hadn't said anything about her new talent. Using magic to see inside other people's heads probably broke all the rules. Besides, if by some miracle mind-reading was allowed, the coven would definitely decide to test the extent of this power too, or tell her to go away and learn how to do it using the official, ancestor-approved method. It was too hot. She grabbed her phone and texted Ruby. You around need to go out. Anywhere with aircom. She'd had enough witchcraft for one day. By the time Mary left the cinema that evening, the heat had faded, but the air was still sticky, clinging to her skin like damp washing. Ruby, because she was six months older, and because she had the type of gran who bought her grandchildren cars rather than setting them magical homework, had dropped her home. Now Mary was sitting by the window in her bedroom, leftover popcorn bobbing in the air above her like a flotilla of tiny spaceships. The film had been all right. She'd let Ruby choose, so they'd gone to see a romantic comedy. Definitely not what Mary would have picked. Fictional happy endings held zero appeal right now. But it wasn't just the film. The cinema had been full of couples being... coupley. At least her mental barriers had held. Mary closed her eyes and tried to replay the evening in her head, imagining that she'd been there with Jack instead of Ruby. Jack, the screen light flickering across his face sharing her bucket of popcorn and holding her hand in the dark. Mary swallowed and shook herself out of the daydream. Sitting here, imagining what might have been, Jack probably wouldn't have understood the film in any case. Sighing, she reached across to her desk, grabbed a chunky A5 notebook and flipped it open to where she'd jammed a pen between the pages. This was her first spellbook, or rather, the first that she was constructing herself. Gran had given her copies of what she called the Beginner's Standard Works, four printed spell collections, 
technically known as knowledge books, six books of instruction stories and traditions, wisdom books, but apparently it was customary, read, obligatory, for every witch to keep her own set of notes on the spells she tried, the effects she observed, and any other magical occurrences. The official name for this book was a journey book. Mary had seen Grand's journey books, 30 volumes or more of closely written text, plus sketches and bits cut out from other books. There were even little watercolours. Mary flicked back over the last few pages of her journey book. In contrast to Grand's neatly presented pages, her efforts so far were a bit slapdash. There was a lot more underlining, crossing out and arrows to show where something had been missed. The only colour so far came from fluorescent highlighters. She pinched a piece of popcorn out of the air and popped it into her mouth. So where was I? Oh yeah. She picked up the pen and added, And apparently I should have stuck to the...